0: Well, hello there, and you join us here today to gather around the crystal ball, because today we're going to be talking Rolex 2023 predictions. Here we go. Tom, you might remember from last year when we did some Rolex predictions, and we got most things incredibly wrong. In fact, I think the only thing that we got right was recognising that the reflection of the GMT-Master 2 in green and black was indicating it was a left-handed model. Everything else, I think we uh, we weren't even throwing the dart at the dartboard. We were just throwing them into our own feet.
1: Yeah, I think all of our predictions last year aged like a fine milk, <laughs> and um, I think that's probably going to be the case again this year, isn't it? In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate my predictions from last year, and I hope that they might happen this year. <laughs> Doubling down. This is the gambler's fallacy in action
0: right here. Let's do it. So we're going to make some predictions that you, dear viewer and listener, will be able to go and see for yourself whether we got them right or not at Watches and Wonders this year because this year, for the first time ever, there's actually going to be some public days too from Saturday April 1st to Sunday April the 2nd. Tom. It has been 70 whole years since the Rolex Explorer and the Rolex Submariner came to be. And not only that, it's been a whole 60 years since the Rolex Daytona came to be. I imagine that there is probably going to be some hoo-ha about that. Because second to Omega, Rolex is pretty fond of memorialising things that have happened in the past. We've seen it with a platinum Daytona, with a lovely, lovely icy blue dial before. We've seen it with other things that I have forgotten because they're too bland Mm. but let's think about what's going to happen this year with regards to those things
1: yeah so as I just said I'm just going to start by repeating a prediction I had last year and that is red last year I predicted that red was going to be a big deal uh, across the board for watches uh, and colorways Um, but everyone went with green instead but I think this year is the year for red so what I said was a, a red sub We've got the green and black sub, and we've got the blue and black sub as well. And I think a red would sit really nicely alongside those two. You get a nice RGB colorway offering for your Submariners. Um, So I don't know why they haven't done that yet. I think that could be a thing. And another thing, last year I also predicted that we might see a return of the GMT red and black bezel, the Coke. That didn't show up. Instead, we got a green and black uh, which people were referring to as the Flanders because of its left-handedness. So we've got the Batman, the blue and black, the Flanders, the green and black. I think we can get a Coke in there, and that would be red and black. And again, you'd get that nice RGB colourway. They'd all sit really nicely alongside one another. The only thing is, is one thing that irks me about the, the new green sub is the left-handedness of it. So you've got the, the crown on the left-hand side. It doesn't really sit well alongside any of Rolex's watches. It's this odd one out. So I'm thinking for the red one, they could put the crown on top, sort of like a bullhead thing. And that way you'd have the green on the left, <laughs> the blue on the right, and then the red with the crown on top. And they're, they're, that'd look really nice, like a sort of triangle of true GMTs there.
0: Yeah, the, the Coke GMT has been on people's wish list for a very long time, which is all the more reason to expect that they won't make one. I wonder if 1955, I think, was when the GMT was made. So I wonder if they will dig out the Coke for then. Right. Here's what I think, Tom. Go on. I've been tracking the movements of Tudor for a while, and it seems to be that it often predicts the future of what Rolex is going to do. We saw titanium used extensively in the Pelagos, and that has finally materialised as RLX titanium in the Deep Sea Challenge. Yeah. And I wonder... If we might see Titanium making its way into the Explorer, Submariner or Daytona for the anniversary, creating something with a unique colorway, maybe like how Platinum always is paired with Ice Blue, they might find a colorway that pairs with Titanium mm-hmm. to make some unique models for the anniversary and start to bring in more of that titanium-y light weightness into the mix...
1: Yeah, that's really interesting, um, because that, that sort of ties in with one of the things I'd, I'd really like to see from Rolex going forward. They're considered to be a tool watch, aren't they? They're not glamorous, jewellery kind of brand, are they? They're, they're, they make instrument watches for professionals, right? But everything about their lineup is really polished and bright and high gloss. And and I think Tudor is leaning into that tool watch aesthetic a lot more earnestly, especially lately when we've had last year the, the Tudor Pelagos FXD for the Marine Nationale. We've had the Black Bay Pro, the Ranger again, which is a very small, understated field watch type thing, and nothing glamorous about that at all. Um, So <laughs> I wonder if maybe, yeah, like like you say, Maybe with the use of titanium, uh, Rolex might try and bridge that gap and and make something that's a bit more down-to-earth. And I think the Explorer 2 is the perfect candidate for that. It's already not as, not as polished as the others. You've got that steel bezel with the, the brushed finishing on it. It's all steel. So I think they could normalise that a bit further, bring it a bit more down-to-earth, you know, bead-blasted matte titanium case and maybe a fabric strap... And what about what IWC did last year where they had those ceramic coloured uh, pilot's watch. You had the, the woodland, the lake, the desert. You could do something like that with the with the Explorer 2 and that would be really, really fun and rugged, like a cool field watch. That's what I'd like to see. don't think it'll happen, but there you go. Well, yeah, I will
0: interject on your use of the word fun. <laughs> Rolex isn't about fun, Tom. Yeah. There won't be fun versions of it. I would very much like to see an Explorer that feels like a modern interpretation of a rugged watch for explorers. That would be awesome. Mm. But personally, I think they might investigate going in the complete other direction because we have been seeing an influx of yellow gold. We've been hovering around this 1970s Audemars Piguet Royal Oak Protect Fleet Nautilus vibe for a while now. And so it makes perfect sense that we'll start to move into the 80s vibe we saw with the Vacheron 222, all in yellow gold. We saw recently the Cartier Tank Francais, the only precious metal they were offering on that was yellow gold. And we've also seen in the past that Rolex has made a bimetal with yellow gold and steel, Sea Dweller and Explorer 1. So I think more likely... What you want and what I want isn't going to happen, but what we're going to see is a bi-metal yellow gold and steel Explorer 2. Yeah. That's what I wonder. Maybe even an extension into full yellow gold for the Sea Dweller and the Explorer, where we've not seen that before.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: that's a possibility. One throwback that I think Rolex might do when it comes to gold, and especially brush gold is, well, look at this, the Cellini collection at the moment. It's a bit of a, well, it's a one watch collection now. They got rid of a whole bunch of stuff and it's sort of sitting there. That, I think, is going to have a bit of a, a, a rejuvenation in this whole revitalization of the 80s trend. I wonder if we might see something a little bit King my Maybe not this year, but maybe over the next few years. What do you think? The what? Elvis's watch of course he's still alive you know is he still wearing it (laughs) where he's gone they don't need watches anymore
1: oh wow uh that that's a far cry from from what you would expect from rolex when you look at the rolex lineup it's like that case shape it's almost boring because it's so familiar that's the key identifier isn't it i think that's too risky for them isn't it to go to move too far away from that Maybe immediately, but they
0: tried to rejuvenate the Cellini. They had the Cellini Prince, which was that rectangular thing. It even had a sapphire case back. Yeah. And then they have booted that to create a lineup that brings back in some of those design elements that make a Rolex watch a Rolex watch. So like that very skinny version of the fluted bezel, that oyster case, a crown that looks a bit more like a sports Rolex crown to create this but they, they had a few different variations and now they only have the moon phase so there must be something due to happen with it I,
1: I still think this Cellini is a little bit of an odd one out it does have those Rolex design cues but it still feels on the wrong side of different for me what I would like to see from Rolex is to see them tidy up this Cellini a bit or, or maybe add another one I like the moon phase but I don't like the pointer date I think it makes that dial too busy for a dress watch there's just way too much stuff going on on the dial and the flutedness is not doesn't read like the Rolex fluted bezel that you would expect to see on a Datejust or a Yachtmaster. It looks more like a sort of coin edge kind of fluting, which is a bit weird. I think they can clean all that up, make it a bit more elegant, a bit more dressy. And um, yeah, that would be a good addition to the Cellini.
0: Be interesting to see, because it seems to me they've explored both angles of that. But the new opportunity is this 80s trend that's coming back with yellow gold. So... I suppose we'll wait and see. Will they try something risky or will they get scared and hide behind the couch? Some housekeeping items, Tom. Um, You might remember that the Submariner was upsized in its case to 41mm a few years back now.
1: Oh, mate. Uh,
0: GMT and other sports watches still at 40mm. What do you think? Seeing those go up to 41 as well?
1: Oh, God. I couldn't. That would be one hell of a revelation, wouldn't it? God, 40, 40 millimetres to 41. If I see that, God. Whew. yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing.
0: It is at this point I realise we're discussing a single millimetre.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, how about this then? Milgauss. There's been no movement on the Milgauss for a long time. It's either going to get a big update or it's going to get a boot. Yeah. What do you think?
1: It's the same thing with the Cellini a bit, isn't it? It's... Almost on the peripheries, just orbiting around Rolex's core selection, not really doing much. I What I want
0: to say is I want to see the Milgauss collection really rejuvenated so I can say everything's coming up Milgauss.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd
0: be good. We'll see. I'll park that. Yeah. Tom, I've got a couple of other far-reaching wants as well. Um, one of them strays down into Tudor a little bit. It's what I wanted last year, and I still want it. A Tudor Black Bay Chrono 58 at 39mm manually wound to make it nice and thin. We have seen an influx of the Solita SW510M, which is a chronograph manually wound, basically removing the rotor weight so people can make vintage reinterpretations of old chronographs but not have them be real chunkers. Yeah. I want to see Tudor do the same. I want to see that 39mm Black Bay chrono and not be too thick. Do what they did to the 58 that made it so great, but with the chronograph. Yeah. You with me?
1: Oh, absolutely. Any kind of reduction in size to a watch, I'll take. Yeah. The other thing, Tom,
0: this one might surprise you. No. The other thing I want to see is Rolex entering Web 3.0. I'm talking blockchain. I'm talking NFT. I'm talking metaverse.
1: Okay, uh, and what would you get out of that exactly immense satisfaction at the stupidity of all of it <laughs> uh, have you not got stung enough by buying up all that Logan Paul Andrew Tate bored monkey stuff
0: <laughs> that's my retirement friend Tom you're talking about
1: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah um, I don't know wouldn't, wouldn't that be the sort of thing they'd get Tudor to do first to see if anyone understood what it was and if it was worthwhile <laughs> at all yeah Up a mountain, in a car, down a tree, on the internet, Tudor. If you like your tokens non-fungible, go to the Metaverse, Born to dare. (laughs) Forget about it.
0: Well, there you go, dear viewer and listener. Those are our predictions for Rolex this year. Let's see if any of them are anything close to something true. I would imagine, Tom, probably not. No. I imagine that we're going to be completely wowed by the addition of a flange. Yeah somewhere or a doodad yeah why don't you if you a listener let me know your predictions down in the comments below and i suppose we'll wait and find out yeah and don't forget that you too will be able to see those rolex watches for yourself in the watches and wonders public days uh, saturday april the 1st and sunday april the 2nd thank you so much for watching and listening please do like comment subscribe and we'll see you next time goodbye
1: Bye bye